The After Disaster broadcast is sponsored this week by Snake People, Cataclysm, Memory, Mortality. This is the world of Snake People, a post-apocalyptic storytelling game now kickstarting as part of Zine Quest 2. Choose your apocalypse, tell your story, search for Snake People on Kickstarter through February 25th. Visit http colon forward slash forward slash bit dot ly forward slash snake people ks or click the link in our show notes. Previously on the After Disaster Broadcast. And we've got a new travel companion. It's it's my doctor from before, Zoe. Preacher community guy went into community announcements. Starting with the list of recent deaths, and there's... there's a lot of them. It was a lab. A lab full of cadavers, and not normal cadavers. She's an abortion doctor. Not just a gynecologist. A gynecologist that specializes in giving people abortions. Joe, I think those women have Marie's disease. It's some sort of joint and bone disease. We've been trying to study it. I noticed that Scout had trouble keeping up with us when we ran across the bridge and and that she started walking with a limp. Hello, fellow survivors. I have some good news and some bad news. Good news, we're almost out of Ohio! Bad news, next is Indiana. This is the After Disaster Broadcast, created by J.J. Ranvier. Fellow survivors, Joe here with a location update. You heard right, we're almost finally, finally out of Ohio. We would have been out of there sooner, but no, the weather gods have been snowing and snowing and snowing and snowing on us, making it really hard in our already worn out shoes to keep going. So anytime it's nice out, like right now when it's a a balmy, 40 degrees Fahrenheit, we like to go out and get, like, a breath of ash-filled air. Keep your masks on. But really, we also try and get in as many miles as possible. Right now, we're resting, stretching our legs, enjoying that we're not having to hide out in a, a abandoned house again because it's snowing too hard to go outside. Jihoon has been enjoying it by running laps around the house, which, good for her... Elliot's reading, but in the sun, and Zoe's doing her usual nervous pacing, but on grass instead of on dubiously sound floorboards. Oh, and Scout just got back from hunting. Oh, fark. She doesn't look happy, and hunting usually makes her pretty darn happy. And she's limping. Really badly. (sighs) Miserable Visu. 
Well, it happened. With how my life is going these days, it could really mean any number of things. In this case, it's that Scout admitted it. She's been suffering from what we can only presume is Marie's disease. She's been in pain and hiding it from us. We're all concerned. Well, concerned is putting it lightly. Uh, it's been hard for me not to just catastrophize when you're living in catastrophe. And, well, I guess I'd just been worrying over the past few months that she's just going to die slowly and painfully from an illness we know nothing about. You know, the usual. She argued with all of us, saying that all of us shrieking like pigs poorly slaughtered are exactly the reasons why she didn't want to tell us. Most of what she called shrieking was from when she pulled up her pant legs and showed us how badly her limbs had become swollen. And we didn't react well. I guess seeing the conditions of the women in the botanical garden didn't desensitize us, because both Elliot and I let out gasps. Zoe did manage to maintain some sort of sense of doctor-like composure. That's a thing. That's, that's definitely a thing. But yeah, even Jihun's eyebrows flew up and she let out a, well, that looks unpleasant. Honestly, though, the most shocking thing is I can't believe anything got Scout to tell us at all. I was kind of worried she was just going to carry on until she just fell down dead one day. But you know what did it? What finally got her to tell us? She missed a target. She missed a squirrel, her favorite target of all. Well, not completely. She did manage to hit the squirrel with her hunting knife, but it, um, it didn't die. It just ran off with the knife in its butt, and a scout wasn't able to run fast enough to catch it, even when it was already injured. Ah. <sighs> I think her pride was more injured than the squirrel was, and honestly, I'm surprised anything was a big enough blow for her to tell us. Personal update? Scout has gone through all five stages of grief, only to cycle back again. It has only been a few hours. Anger was just her stomping around and screaming the most ridiculous combinations of curses. She says she's religious, but then she called God a poop stain on the sky. A little later, she was telling us and bargaining how she would stop using God's name in vain, totally give it up if it would mean not being sick. Then she stubbed her toe and went right back to calling him a big turd. A little later, she was on the depression stage, which involved her just crying and saying why when she couldn't get a can of beans open. And then acceptance was her just accepting that she was going to die of starvation. She's currently back to denial, which is the worst and most persistent of all of them. Even the anger stage. It's just... It's just us trying to get Scout to admit that her pain is bad enough that she should, that she needs to go to a doctor that isn't Zoe. I shouldn't be shocked that Scout is that friend that won't go to the hospital even though they're bleeding from their face and have a fever of 105, but it's, it's still frustrating. 
Everyone has said some variety of, Scout, we need to find you a doctor. With June being like, go to a farking doctor or I'll drag you there myself, to Elliot literally, correct use of the word literally, piling medical books on top of Scout. To Zoe apologizing one too many times that she isn't qualified to help her before being like, oh, but we should um really find you someone qualified. Now Scout is on... What stage would Bucket List be? Fark, I thought I had read enough about death, but honestly, Scout feels like she's a case unto her own. She's asking for help with her bucket list, which... Which includes, I shart you not, one, catch a tarpon, which the first time she said it, I thought she said tampon, and though at least that made her laugh, but then she tried to explain to us what a tarpon was, but then ended up telling a story about her cousin almost drowning in a shallow river, so I still don't know what a tarpon is. Two, she wants to fark on top of a tractor. Scout's type is basically just burly, bearded men, so I don't think any of our group can really help her with that, and I'm not really sure how you'd even have sex on top of a tractor. I don't know. And then three, she lamented that she's never gotten to have a pitchfork fondue, and that one I didn't even ask her to explain because I'm afraid that it involves animal testicles somehow. And four... Domesticate a mountain lion. Zoe tried just being friendly with stray dogs, and look how that went. And now there's a I just... Honestly, this list just feels like a list of ways to die, not to do before you die. <sighs> Though, when I look at it, the list is very scout and... It just, it, it shows, it, it means that she just thinks she's going to die, and that in her own weird way she's accepted it, and isn't going to try and get better at all. That whatever energy she has, that that's what she wants to spend it on, she, she doesn't even want to go say bye to her family, or, 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 or use all her energy to travel and find a doctor. Like, nope, she just wants to do a couple of last things and then die. There has to be some way to, to convince her, to, to make her realize people get better from being sick all the time. Oh, hey, um... Dave? Jess? Hey, Joe. Oh, hi, Jess. It's, um, it's... It's nice to hear from you. How's the... Apocasipital? Apocatable? Apoca... Popsicle? The apocalyptic hospital... You... Oh, God, that really didn't work. That was... Um, are you trying to say hospital? Yeah, it didn't even sound good in my head. <laughs> um, so I, um, 
Joe, I know what you wanted to ask. Jess... What happens to people who get Marie's disease? Do they make it? It's not good, Joe. May die slowly. Your friend might need to brace for the worst. Oh, so no hope at all. Okay. We're working on a cure, but it's not like the movies. Cure takes years. Who knows how long till we can even have an effective treatment. Okay, okay. Well, I, I guess that's decided. I gotta help Scout with her bucket list. And just hope for a cure in the meantime. Update. Scout just added win a bar fight to her bucket list. Oh yes, all the post-apocalyptic bars out there. Scout also added wrestle an alligator and then eat it. What are we going to do? Go to Florida? <sighs> Location update. Tired. Oh my god, I'm so tired. Scout kept us up all night, alternating between snoring and muttering more and more bucket list things in her sleep. Oh, I didn't... Oh, I didn't even give an actual location. Um, <clears throat> so what's... What's a thing that's scarce right now? Like, we constantly have to work to find... Okay, if you're gonna guess, farks to give. I have plenty. I am an endless source of farks. But no, no, no. <laughs> We were walking on the highway, and in a typical Scout-like fashion, Scout spotted a sign for something and went for it. I'm I'm actually trying to think of a southern phrase that she would use to describe this behavior, but all I'm coming up with is a redneck to a roadside attraction, and, well, what she spotted was a sign for a water park. Yeah, water parks. A great end-of-the-world wintertime activity. Especially since we have so many sources of water. But, you know, Scout, the S in Scout is for stubborn. She's actually never been to a water park. As we hurried along, she told us how she'd always wanted to go to the Dolly Parton-themed one near her when she was a kid. But her parents couldn't afford it or didn't have the time, so they never went. And while we said it might be a, a little hard to go down a water slide with no water, she told us she was gonna die, so now die trying has a whole new meaning. <sighs> it took us a minute to figure out that the water park is actually in the middle of the attached hotel, so that gave us a minute to kind of brace ourselves for what we were going to see when we went inside. The hotel was... As sad as you'd think an abandoned fun factory would be. Actually, it, it, it might have been sadder. Like, there was the usual of, you know, grime and decay and lights hanging out of the ceiling. But then there was also the weird stains on the floor. Like, like look, I had a run-in with cannibals more recently than most. So when I say weird stains on the carpet, I mean weird stains on the carpet. 
And Scout looked at all of this decrepit glory and insisted we keep going. So he gave all the stains a particularly wide berth, which is never comforting when a doctor does something like that, and Jihoon insisted on leading the way from then on, basically white-knuckling the shotgun at this point. I swear, at this point, it feels like Scout was basically being like, if she was going to die, she was going to take us all with her. We wandered down a lot of hotel hallway, holding our noses because the smell of dead guests. <laughs> I swear, you know how people can, like, after a certain time, identify their pet's farts? I feel like I could do that, but now with, like, how old the dead body is? Anyway, <laughs> then finally, finally, we get to the water park portion. And actually, it wasn't that bad, but, like, mind you, the bar was really low at this point. So, the place didn't smell like death. Already an improvement. But it also didn't smell like chlorine, which was actually kind of a shame. I, I kind of like that smell. Elliot mentioned it too, which made me feel a little less weird. But mostly the place smelled like... stale. Like, it was pretty well sealed and there wasn't even that much ash. Just mostly broken bits of water slide that had crumbled or broken or just fallen apart. The lazy river was mostly filled with trash at this point. And Scout was delighted. I swear, that woman can be amused by anything. She started throwing deflated inner tubes into the trash river and, and jumping on them. She insisted on farting in every single one of the fancy pants cabanas. And then she said she was going to go down one of the slides and just started up the stairs. She's still going up the stairs. It's a bit of a hard day on her joints. Jean offered to carry her and she refused, which I think was turning down a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be held by... Anyway, anyway... Um, I'm just so nervous watching this. So many of these slides are broken. Like, how do we know this one can take any weight? And oh, 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 she's getting in the tube. And it's creaking a lot. Oh, this is really ner... <laughs> and she's stuck. Jihan is saying that if she got herself in there, she had to get herself out. But I can tell Elliot is already trying to think of some... Scout unstucking contraption if need be. What? Elliot, that's exactly what that face is. What was that? Cool, cool, cool. Okay, cool. This place... This No, no, no. This place isn't haunted. Elliot, I think everywhere is haunted because we keep going to places with lots of dead peep. Okay. That was definitely something... It's probably an animal. It's probably not a ghost or a... Location update? Currently stalking the halls of the abandoned hotel. We are... Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Sorry about that, folks. I was, um... I was disrupting Scout on her new mission. See, what happened earlier, besides Scout getting stuck in a waterless water slide, Elliot, Zoe, and I... Well, we got... Attacked by a wild pig. Not like if Babe got rabies kind of pig, but like the kind of pig that ended up being the Lord of the Flies at the end of the book. It came out at us from under one of the broken slides and, and just charged at us. I, of course, was extremely brave and totally on top of it, and I just took it on by letting out a embarrassingly high-pitched scream. 
and Elliot just froze. Like, so much so that Zoe had to actually tackle them out of the way of the pig. And then it reared up to charge at us again, but before it could, Jihoon managed to land a shot to the head. Which would have been actually badass, maybe even a little bit sexy, if it hadn't gotten pig brains on all of us. <laughs> so he did manage to make a joke about it not being the worst smelling blood she's ever gotten on her, which is not helpful. I honestly fully expected Scout to kind of pop out of the water tube and, and just make fun of us, maybe compare my scream to a dying cow or something, but she just looked worried, like really worried. She was like, y'all don't know how to defend yourself or hunt, do you? And I was about to make a joke about if killing men with tasers counted, but that just made me shudder, so I didn't even get it out. And, well, the only thing to make Scout let go of one mission is another mission. She's worried that when she dies... She keeps saying when, not if, but... She's worried that without her, we will starve. So she's teaching me, Zoe, and Elliot how to hunt. I love killing things. Okay, it's, it's not all bad. Scout is honestly making a big effort to find the thing that works the best for each of us. She's been getting Elliot to be better about making traps that can be big enough and consistent enough to get larger animals for us to eat. They've managed to, like, make consistently reliable rabbit traps, but... I think the largest thing they've ever managed to catch in a trap was um, some of those Moors Tua men a while ago. But we need traps for things that we can actually eat. That we can eat, not that... Okay, anyway. Enough cannibalism jokes. So they've been spending a lot of today developing a usable deer trap. The surprising development is that Zoe is actually a really effective shot. With all her paranoia and usual jitteriness, I just assume she'd be flight, not fight. But she has something she calls doctor mode, where she just kind of kind of focuses in on something when it comes down to it, and, and in this case... Oh, God. It's my turn to try. Spark me. Update. Big shock. I farked up. I farked up so bad. Okay, I guess I can't just leave it there. I was last because Scout was having a hard time figuring out the best way to be able to help me hunt or, or catch something. The problem was, it took so long that by the time she called me over, I had to pee. Like, I had to really pee, but I thought I could hold it as long as she would just, like, explain to me what I was going to do, and then I would go pee, and then I would do the thing. But nope! Scout took me and dragged me out into the freezing cold to the sad, mostly dead garden in the outdoor courtyard of the hotel. I say mostly dead because there was something alive in there. Something very alive in there. Alive in the koi pond that hadn't completely frozen over. Scout was like, I couldn't figure out how to help you till I realized there's a reason there's a thing that's as easy as shooting fish in a barrel. Thankfully, she knew better than to try and make me shoot anything at all, even fish. So, she tried to teach me ice fishing. A thing that takes a lot of patience and waiting 
and waiting. So I had to stand there with the makeshift fishing pole Elliot made, trying not to do the pee-pee dance in the hotel courtyard. I actually mostly succeeded in the not dancing. I didn't catch a single dang fish. But then, while waiting and holding with all of my might, a random frog jumped out of the pond and scared the piss out of me. Literally, I peed all over myself. Sadly, I was also out there long enough, waiting for Scout to stop laughing, that the pee started freezing. So, instead of learning how to ice fish, I learned how cold it had to be for pee to freeze. So, also, while that was happening, Elliot was having their own failures. Elliot got their arms stuck while trying to adjust the deer trap and nearly severely damaged their arm. They didn't, so it also made Scout laugh. So, the good thing... The really good thing... Instead of me and Elliot learning any useful skills, we did something much more important. We changed Scout's mind. She's gonna try and stick around. She's claiming it's because I'm worse than a baby at hunting, but I also feel like a baby would have peed itself. I think... I know. We're all so relieved. Not because we need a hunter, because we need Scout. When I was switching patrol shifts with Jihun earlier tonight, she ended up telling me how relieved she was as well. Relieved that Scout wasn't giving up yet. She was like, I owe that woman my life. I would miss her terribly. Which was like, wait, what? What do you mean about that? But she'd already gone to bed. Oh, and actually, my he thing did actually resolve another thing. Yay! It gave Scout the idea to unfreeze something else. Obviously not my pee, but thankfully, there may not be an abundance of water right now, but there's an abundance of snow. So to appease Scout, we all seriously actually used our body heat to melt some snow for Scout so she could go down that darn slide. Ridiculous. But hey, she was ridiculously happy about it. Alright, I'm going to go before a scout tries to ask us to melt another bucket of snow. Catch you on the next frequency. Joe out. Joe. Joe! I finally heard from my friend. She's doing well. She's kind of embarrassed that I've been reading her poetry to strangers, but whatever! I told her people liked it. She's been traveling with this professor guy and his girlfriend. He was a medical professor and he's been studying Marie's disease and he might have found a treatment. Thank you for listening to the After Disaster broadcast. This was written and produced by J.J. Ronvier. Thank you to the Nerdalogs for mentoring us and to Cards Against Humanity for letting us use their space. The voice of Joe Prendergast is J.J. Ronvier. The outro person is me, Caitlin Robb. The voice of the artist is Pearl Paramadaluk. Our audio editor is Rory Strawn-Mock. Enjoyed the podcast? So did we. Subscribe to keep listening to us and leave us a nice review on iTunes. It really helps. JJ reads all of them. Please give her something nice to read. In return, email us at theafterdisasterbroadcast at gmail.com that you did, and we will send you one of our rad stickers as a thank you. Even if you're international, we have international stamps now. The stamps have moons on them. Either way, we're bribing you. 
To support Joe and her journey to Chicago, please check us out at patreon.com slash theafterdisasterbroadcast where you can support us and get bonus mini-episodes. For more on the broadcast and surviving the apocalypse, check us out on Twitter at AfterDisasterBC or on any media that makes you feel social in this wasteland. And now, we leave you with this. Survival tip. Sick burns. Good against your enemies, but terrible for starting fires. This podcast has been produced in association with the Nerdalogs. To find out more about the Nerdalogs and their shows, visit www.nerdalogs.com or facebook.com slash nerdalogs. Thanks for listening. <laughs>